1: Welcome to a brand new episode of the five heart podcast brought to you by Coronation.com, part of the SB nation podcast network. My name is Greg Mahochko. This handsome devil over here. Well, he's our fearless leader and founder, John damn Johnston. Hello, John. How you doing? Doing well. How are you?
0: Wow. It's great. It's almost August. Yeah. We're almost down to decision time. It's either yeah. going to elate us or going to break all our hearts and people are going to be jumping off tall buildings if they don't get their fucking fall sports, man. So I hope that when these people take into account, uh, you know, severe anxiety and torturous life circumstances that they, you know, they, they, that they look at these people and say, is sports worth it? Yeah, it is, you motherfuckers. Because what else are we going
1: to do? Well, it's funny that, you know, We'll circle back to that, but real quick, uh, I'm just going to admit something that publicly opens me to uh ridicule and it, the ridicule is going to start from the man on top, John Johnston. Just before we started, what? Oh, are you waiting for me to tell you what I did This so atrocious? All right. You kept <laughs> looking like you had something to say. Um, yeah. Just before we sat down to record, I went into the kitchen, grabbed a beverage and, uh, Popped a double-stuffed Oreo in my mouth, and uh, my my shame is that the beverage that I that I grabbed was water, and not milk. And I feel like it's some kind of cardinal sin if you drink uh, anything but milk with an Oreo. Well, we're in a
0: pandemic; anything goes. <laughs>
1: there you go. All right, I'm uh, off the hook. You no, know, except maybe sex with animals. Here's a fun thing to think about. Glad I brought that up. <laughs> right there. Pow! Oh, let's get started. Uh, in the Toy Story universe, sex dolls come to life.
0: Well, you know, in, uh, in this universe, they've kind of come to life. I, this actually was a topic of conversation at one of my relatives' homes in which I brought up uh, sex robots – Japanese or Korean sex robots, which are manufactured. You can buy them for about 1800 bucks. And uh, well, you're going to ask, why does John know so much about this? Well, because I'm interested in uh, Korean sex. Anyway, I'm interested in artificial intelligence and how it applies to, you know, well, I guess sex in this case. But uh, I don't even know. <laughs> I flabbergasted myself to the point I don't know where I'm going. Uh, but no, it did come up. I think uh, there were people in my family were like, uh, "What do you mean they're sex robots?" And I'm like, "What? What the hell do you think humanity is going toward?" You know what I mean?
1: It, it's I uh, mean, all our
0: technology, all our human endeavors are all toward getting laid more often. And you know, I guess if you don't have willing partners, well, for eighteen hundred bucks, you can. <laughs> that's a close proximity. Where were we? What were we? What are we doing? Well. Who is, uh,
1: uh, it, it, think about this, though. Most everybody now, I mean, obviously has Blu-rays in, somewhere in their home. And the reason it's Blu-rays and not HD DVDs is because the porn industry essentially chose Blu-ray over the HD DVD.
0: I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: there's a been a study or, or a number of studies, and, and I'm not going to do the due diligence to look them up right now because that's really engaging podcasting. Um, but it's, you know, like – technological trends tend to follow porn. Uh, I guess we're
0: just the Porn Husker podcast tonight.
1: Now, there is an idea for a podcast. If you are an adult film star and a Husker fan, we have a podcast opening for you right here on Coordination.
0: I guess we do. Because if there's no false sports, by God, we're gonna be desperate and we're gonna be talking to anybody about everything. And I was I had a thought that continued that sentence and it died and didn't come out of my mouth, thank God, because That's what uh, she said. That probably would have went over a line somewhere and let's move on. What are we doing? How ooh, it's almost August and we're waiting for decisions to be made. We that, were waiting last we were. week too, so
1: We've been waiting for a long time, God. but it, I do think I, I do want to circle back to what we were talking about just before we went on the uh, Oreo tangent and down that rabbit hole. Thank God we're off of that. Um, but you said we need sports and I don't disagree, but I do recall saying on this show back when everything was new and we felt like there was an end in sight. So probably April. Uh, I remember saying. You know, is is it worth it? You know, to have sports back if you know somebody dies of a coronavirus, COVID related situation. Um, I I don't know if my stance is necessarily uh, changed, but I think it's been altered by the facts that are coming out. That you know, you know, now they're saying shelter at homes not a good plan. You know, and, and we don't know. <laughs> what masks are the safe masks and, and, uh, you know, it just seems like every day or every week we're getting new information. Uh, so I like you, like about everybody listening, I'm just waiting for the information that says, yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, football on go with God. Well, I, you
0: know, I talked to, uh, I interviewed, we'll, we'll leave that. I uh, good God. English is difficult. I interviewed Dr. Ernie Goss of uh, Creighton this morning, an economist, and we did talk about that for a minute. And he he brought up the fact that you know if you're if you're looking at this and and you get it down to well if one person dies then it's not worth it then we might as well just quit all life. I, it really comes down to that. And we're having the same conversations week after week, and it's really and, and, and honestly it's getting monotonous. It's getting monotonous being at home all the time. It's getting monotonous so that you don't get to go out in public. Uh, and I, if I were a 20 or 21-year-old man, I was at one point in my life, believe it or not.
1: 430 years ago.
0: Yep. <laughs> With my trusted horses and a single-shot gun that you had took 30 minutes to load. Anyway. Anyway. If I was a 20 or 21-year-old man, I mean, I'd be looking at this and saying, screw you. I'm going to go do whatever I want, you know, and because it's... And
1: that's what we've seen young people do, by and large.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I don't blame them at all because I guess, I'd, well, I shouldn't say what I'm going to say.
1: <laughs> well, I, I know, you know, our son is four, uh, and he's is a pre-K level, and we just got the word yesterday, we will say... Since this is being released Friday and we're recording abnormally early this week, let's just say he got the word earlier this week that his school, at least for the first quarter, the first nine weeks, is all going to be done via remote learning. Um, now he's in kindergarten, you know, and, and he finished out the last. You know, he doesn't have a whole lot of, or I should say, he's not kindergarten; he's pre-K. So he, it's not like he's got anything other than, you know, try to color inside the lines, and you know, which he's horrible at. He doesn't even try. He's like, "This is my color. This is my crayon. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to rock." Screw <laughs> the man that tells you stay inside the line, um, or the woman. Yeah,
0: screw everybody.
1: But uh, you know, his, so but his the
0: sex robot thing.
1: <laughs> his his level of learning is different than, you know, a third, fourth, fifth, sixth grader. You know, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior in high school. His is much simpler. He. The, our question that we have for, you know, the school district or or for his, you know, supposed teachers that we had was what about his speech therapy? That's what, something that he was supposed to be receiving. And now he really hasn't had speech therapy since March. So um, it's not stopping him from talking, <laughs> you right. know, uh, but, you know, that's one of our concerns. But I imagine if you're, you know, <clears throat> if you've got kids in the school system that are, you know, advanced in, in age, then, you know, doing this remote learning is is going to be problematic. And, you know, credit to the teachers. Again, you know, it's not their fault. They don't – they're not choosing this. Um, I think – was it you or, or somebody in the Slack, I think, shared a, a video or a testimonial of a teacher who was trying to socially distance her classroom, and it just looks like a nightmare, you know? So I don't – like
0: she couldn't fit uh, enough desks in yeah. the room. To accommodate her class, without like building lost desks, right? Or, 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 I don't know, so, putting some toward the wall. I you. Know. I mean, I, I don't,
1: I, mean, I don't envy the teachers. Uh, I mean, I really don't envy anybody in in the school system because it's very difficult decisions to make. Um, so you know, all, all I can do is be as patient as we can be, right?
0: Is that what we? Is that what we're supposed to do?
1: That's what we're supposed to do. I don't think that's what anybody's doing besides you and me, John.
0: Do you suppose that when I was a 21-year-old uh, man,
1: that a uh, young man, that uh, I was quiet and reserved? I think when you were 21, you were trying to draft the, uh, dodge the draft. So
0: Yes, you're right. But uh, with regards to uh, my ability to have an opinion and let everybody else know about it. Uh, I think that's a
1: skill you've had your entire life.
0: Yeah, and if I was a 21-year-old man right now, I, I don't mean to get really political. I'd look at our com- upcoming election and I'd say, man, we need to go spit on every table and door everywhere and, and kill all the old people. Because we have put up the two worst pieces of shit humanity has to offer as candidates to run the most powerful office in the planet in human history.
1: You know, so if you're if you're looking, oh, no, no, I'm not I'm I'm not going to sit there and and let you put any of these guys ahead of James K. Polk. Damn it.
0: Well, that (laughs) guy was old. He's gone. He's not running now. Neither is Hitler. He's gone. He's not running now.
1: He didn't really run for office. I don't think
0: they, you know, if if, so, if you're an older person, we always have to have one segment of the podcast in which we piss off a segment of our listeners. So I'm going to piss off the old people like me. Uh, You know, if you look at all these people that are gathering in bars or gathering and having massive parties at homes or wherever they're doing this at and you're angry at them, you need to go back and put yourself back to when you were 20 or 21 years old and look at it from that perspective and uh, what you thought of old people then. And be honest with yourself. Don't be doing this bullshit that I never did that. I never said that. You lying motherfuckers. You did all that shit. There you go. You can move
1: on now it's safe to say that a lot of you know comparing we we got to go a little bit older than you john but you know 20 21 year old 22 year olds now versus you know 20 21 22 year olds in 1944 you know i mean it's it, it's you know they and and i'm 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 going to take i'm not going to say the alt right but i'm going to take the conservative Mind frame here. And they, these were young men who were, you know, let, let's just go right to D Day, right? They were on a boat and there was a 99% chance they were going to just be hailed down in gunfire, uh, you know, before they ever hit, you know, the, the sand. And they still did it, you know. And, and I'm not, you know, I'm saying live your life, you know, as far as you feel comfortable. Uh, I hate wearing masks. I go to the grocery store. I still got to wear the damn mask. Um, you know, it, it's you know, I, I'm I'm trying to go along, get along to go along, whatever that phrase, you know. But to say that you know the the 22 year olds of today and the 22 year olds of 70 years ago are are on the same track, I think is is misleading. That's true. You know what you you know what I miss though,
0: Greg. I miss – you remember last year when uh, we were like – we were ranked going into the season, weren't
1: we? I was wondering how you were going to get us out of that conversation.
0: (laughs) We were ranked going into the 2019 season, and there was a lot of discussion about whether or not this was a bunch of bullshit and hype. And, you know, forget how it turned out. Just put yourself back in, like, last August at this time frame. You were looking at Adrian Martinez coming into his second season thinking he was going to do a good job because he was a good freshman. He was, uh, you know, he was a Heisman candidate. They mentioned as a Heisman candidate in 2019. And I know you sons of bitches out there that are rolling your eyes and going, whatever, just put yourself there as if the 2019 season didn't happen. You don't know how it turned out. And you were looking at all this hype. Uh, well, you know what we don't have now?
1: Any hype. Uh,
0: we don't have anything.
1: But, so, but, but, but know, to – As cranky
0: and as angry as you might have been about the hype and Martinez as a Heisman candidate, right now you're listening to us talk about this COVID shit over and over and over and Wouldn't it be nice to have that hype back again?
1: Cue the Beach Boys. Wouldn't it be nice to have the hype back? Then we wouldn't have to talk about death. <laughs> Sorry. Uh,
0: did you ever sing when you were a radio guy? Did you ever sing for your...
1: Yeah, uh, on occasion. I'd I, I bust out a few bars here and there. Um, did, they, did they call to have you fired? Uh, it's probably why I didn't advance my career any further than you know a town of 6,500 people. So, um, uh, <laughs> and apparently you haven't
0: learned from that.
1: <laughs> no, I have, I'm a very slow learner. Um, but, uh, no, you're right. And, and the thing that I remember the most about that hype a year ago was that was all external media, you know, that none of the Lincoln Omaha Corn Nation we were like, what are they seeing that we don't see? And to our credit, we were right. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's. It didn't materialize. It didn't all come together like we had hoped. We wanted. We begged for those national riders to be right. Uh, And, you know, they led us down the Primrose path. And then they...
0: Yeah, I I remember I did a uh, podcast with uh, one of the national guys. I think it was Jason Kirk. And uh, I asked him, you know, why do you think this is valid? And he said, you know, there were two reasons, Scott Frost and Adrian Martinez. And, it, you know, Scott Frost had turned it around really quick at UCF and had a very successful short career there. That was one reason for all the hype last year. And then Adrian Martinez, the season, as I mentioned earlier, I mean, the guy was good. He wasn't a terrible quarterback as a freshman. Uh, the rest of the team needed bolstering, as they still do, we think. We don't know. Going into the 2020 might-be season. But uh, last year, I mean, we were, you know, and I miss the comments on Facebook. I really do. You know, the uh, the angry, bitter comments that Husker fans make all the time about oh, just wait and see. It's the same stuff year after year. The coaches say this is the best player I've ever coached in my entire career, and they we don't get to hear any of that stuff right now because we're they they're not coaching. You know, they're not that we didn't get a spring ball. We didn't get a spring game. We didn't get anything. you
1: know. And, oh, I, I hear you. And, and, uh, uh, to this, I say, if you're listening to this and you just want to vent on Facebook, head on over over to coordination's, uh, Facebook page, find the first post you see and just start rambling in t- text form about whatever's pissing you off. Uh, some of your best responses we might even use right here on the five hard podcast. That's what Facebook is for. Bitching about things you have no control over? And Twitter. Oh, Twitter. I, I am doing my very best just to avoid Twitter, period. Every so. once in a while, there's a gem on there. You find those gems. I want you to be the Jafar, and I want to be the Cave of Wonders, and I want you to find those diamonds in the rough and bring them to me. <laughs> That's an Aladdin reference.
0: Yes it is. That's really weird. You're that, it must be that you have a small child or something. Yeah. Or that you like to watch
1: movies like that. I have a 4-year-old, John. We've been over Okay. <laughs> we we covered that earlier in the show. We did. Uh, speaking uh, of There was Go go ahead. No, you first. Well, I was going to say that uh,
0: Sonny Lubick was on Sports Nightly tonight, but it wasn't Sonny Lubick because Sonny Lubick is not a coach for Nebraska. I, Matt Lubick, on the other hand, is a coach for Nebraska, and he was on Sports Nightly, and he talked about his receiver class.
1: Yeah, and, and very complimentary. as I mean, as you would imagine he would be, but this is also a guy who didn't have a ton of time in, in Lincoln before the shutdown. So, you know, he most of his... Contact with his players has been digitally. It's been Zoom. Uh, you know, he's, he says, quote, uh, the kids I've been working with, we spent a ton of time on Zoom, have been awesome. Older guys have been helping out the younger guys. I'm really excited about their attitude, and I think we have talent. Um, before the shutdown, Nebraska had only three practices. Um, so they're doing the mini camps right now till August 7th when fall practices begin.
0: I would hope that they have a lot of talent in the receivers position because they seem to have worked their ass off to get a lot of recruits in that area. It, it's so been, let's be honest. I mean, they, they didn't need Wandale Robinson coming into this season and being the guy that they used to death. Um, so somebody else has to, as we say, step up and start producing, especially now that JD
1: Spielman is gone. It's, it's been weird. Um, you know, because there has been a lot of attrition, but you've been bringing in uh, some some guys as well. You know that that again, you're going to need to see some production of. Um, you know, there's Omar Manning, uh, Xavier Betts, Alante Brown, Marcus Fleming, Will Nixon, who had surgery recently on his ACL. But you mentioned Wandale. Cade Warner is going to be, Cade Warner needs to be the Danny Amendola, Jordan Westercamp, Wes Welker type of you know player this year. I mean, the good uh, third down, you know, get, get you the necessary, the receptions guy. He might not light up the scoreboard, but he's going to keep you on the field.
0: I like the Wes Welker reference. Who did he play for? He played for Denver for a while, didn't
1: he? Yeah, but before that, uh, it was New England.
0: That's what I thought too. So I didn't like the teams he played for, but I did like watching him because he was a guy that uh, uh, played, you know, he was what the guy you say he is he kept the chains moving. Minnesota had a receiver like that. Who was it? The Gophers. Doggone it. No, his name escapes me. He was a uh, guy that always, you know, got the ball in third. He ran the routes beautifully and it, Never undercut his routes. Those kinds of guys, you know, when you're running, you got a third and five and the guy runs a four-yard route and you want to beat him to death on the TV uh, because he catches the ball and immediately gets plastered and you kind of go, you son of a bitch, you made your cut one more yard deep, we'd have a first down, and now our defense has to come back on the field and I'm going to start weeping. That's well, the kind of angry, gritty stuff we need to say about our Huskers this year.
1: Well, Westerkamp was a great route runner and had had solid hands. Um, yeah, you know, so that's, it's just that, you know, Cade's been hampered by injuries the last couple of years, uh, last year in particular. So I'm, I'm really hoping that, uh, you know, he gets the opportunity. And when you look at, you know, they, they lost JD Spielman, which is, you know, he was their top or second receiver, depending on where you factor in he and Wandale that, uh, you know, that they, what they don't have is experience.
0: Well, Lubick also mentioned that Wondell Robinson has a lot of football intelligence. It blows me away just talking to him and how easily he picks things up. He can learn on video. You tell him one thing and he can go out and do it without a lot of reps. That's kind of key to uh, this whole season for a whole lot of teams, you know. You got to wonder what these guys are going to do, how they're going to get a lot of coaching in. I mean, we continually see – uh, teams around the nation getting positive tests and having to shut stuff down, I realize most of them are probably officially coaching. on putting air quotes around that yet because they really haven't gone into fall camp. But, you know, damn weather well coaching with film and coaching all the time anyway.
1: Do you think they, that like uh, the Alabamas of the world, and by that I mean Alabama, since they already cheat, do you think that they've just been like having practices and just be like, eh, we're Alabama. We're not going to tell anybody if there's uh, any – you know, testing going on. We're just going to be like, yeah, come on in. Hit the weight room,
0: everybody. No, no, they're not doing that. Are
1: you sure? Because Alabama likes to cheat.
0: Yeah, they do. But do you know what the difference between Alabama is and everybody else?
1: Bigger microscope on them? Yeah.
0: No. But no. If, if there was like a guy in Nebraska that found out the football team was having practices, he'd go down there and tape it and mm-hmm. release it to the media and go, oh, the NCAA violation. In Alabama, if some guy did that, he'd be killed. <laughs> they just kill him. They, he wouldn't. He'd be like, "Hey, what are you doing? I'm taping this so I can release it to the media." Oh, well, you're dead. There you go. He, That's it. End of story. There's no bag man being caught there because they they realize the consequences are so. It's being like being caught in Iran or North Korea stealing secrets. It's, things are over. You know, Alabama, Iran, North Korea. The the triangle of evil.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well played. <laughs> I was all excited there. Sons of bitches. In Alabama. Man. You pulled it off. I'm, I'm proud of you, John. You, yeah, thank you. Just, okay, just what else?
0: So th- uh, we got uh, Cade Warner, uh, Cade Warner in. Uh, oh, come on. Wandale are the only two guys we have coming back on the receiving core that have caught a ball last year. That's what uh, I said. Except for one other dude, Chris Hickman. That's it. Converted tight end, Chris Hickman, red shirt, freshman, One reception last season. So it's pretty sparse. The receiving core needs to step it up because, you know, hopefully we'll have Scott Frost wing zinging the ball all over the place and driving people mad who want him to run the ball all of the time.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing. Let's not forget that the offensive line coming back is going to be experienced, uh, well-versed. This is, you know, it's the same guys that they had up front last year, uh, and they're bringing back, a, or not bringing back, but, uh, Dedrick Mills is back. Uh, and with him, I think if, if he's in the backfield for a full year, he, he could be another thousand yard rusher. Cause I feel like he, he was almost there last year. You know, I, I don't have the stats pulled up, but I feel like he had a couple of hundred yard games there towards the end. They got him to like the 800 something yard mark, which for a guy who, didn't see the field much the first three or four games, impressive as can be. Do you suppose
0: Cameron Jurgens have been carrying a football with him wherever he goes? Uh,
1: yes, and on top of that, I pity the fool who tries to take said football away from him.
0: He's Probably just, you know, waiting in line at Taco Bell,
1: snapping balls to people. Do you think <clears throat> Cam Jurgens goes to Taco Bell? God, I hope not. <laughs> he could go to Taco John's at least, couldn't
0: he? Uh, I, you know, I I don't wish Taco Bell on anybody.
1: I maybe unless you need a good cleaning. So so here's the thing. No pun intended. I don't shit on Taco Bell because they've always taken care of me. Uh I I have one not terribly far from the house, and before, I mean, I don't go there. I, I'm trying not to. I, I've put on some LBs in the last couple of months, John. I'm, I'm trying to watch it. it. says the guy who, uh, you know, had three Oreos <laughs> tonight. Um, but, uh, you know, so I'm trying to be more responsible. But on occasion, I'll, I'll go to Taco Bell. My problem with Taco Bell is I can't leave Taco Bell without spending like 13 or 15 bucks on myself.
0: Hey, we got another guy joining us.
1: Hey, hey,
0: hey. Uh, Kalo has joined us. The recruiting dude from Florida. Hey, what's up? Can you hear me? Yeah, how you doing? Can. What's going on, y'all? What's going on, man? Hope hope, hope, hope Uh, everything's well. (laughs) We're waiting for August to show up so we can get decisions about whether uh, we have fall sports or we have to go on murderous rampages of anger and being tired, of isolation. <clears throat> By the way, how is Florida? Is everybody like laying in the streets, dead down there? Because that's kind of what I get an impression is going on.
2: <laughs> uh, I mean, not really. I mean, I, I, I go out occasionally. Um, I went to the. I, funny enough, I went to the casino over the weekend. There was like three thousand people there. I, I probably, my, I probably put my risk, put myself. At that's risk for not smart. But um, but uh, I mean, pe- pe- people, people are, people are surviving. I know, people. I know people that have died.
1: Unfortunately. you were quite cavalier about that. Were these people who uh, owed you money?
2: No, no, no. Um it was um a lady, I, a lady I went to church with. Um it was an older lady and um just like some, some people knew, some people I knew like around the way.
1: Well, I'd like to <laughs> rescind <arisen> my joke.
2: <laughs> no, nah, man. You Life went to a on. casino.
0: You went to a casino, and there's three thousand people at the casino.
2: Uh, yeah, that, that wasn't very wise. But I, well, it, we could have told was, you that. I, I'm not <laughs> a
0: casino guy. I think going to a casino is a little foolish. But of the when you looked at these three thousand people, I mean, the demographics was it mostly old people.
2: Uh, hold a second. Hold a second. Hold, sorry. Sorry. Give a second. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, no. Um, demographic well, thank wise,
0: God um, we can see you now because I was thinking you were just disposing of a body again.
1: <laughs> no nah, man, no, nah, I, nah. I, I was um, thinking he was naked, so I'm I'm glad to see nah, the Husker nah, nah, sweater on. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, de- demographics mostly old at the casino.
2: Um, it was, it was a mix. I'm not gonna lie, it was more like young people than 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 fifty-fifty. I know um I know a lot of young people that I know that I talked to. They're like, oh man, it only only old people die from it, so I I have nothing to worry about. That's the nice A lot of young people my age. But um, so I mean, it was it was it was good enough. It was good
0: enough. And everybody was wearing masks.
2: <laughs> about eighty <laughs> percent. Oh know, they really? Got, yeah, you know um, the casino, the Hard rock Casino. It's owned, it's owned by um the Seminole Tribe of Florida, the Indian tribe. And um, they have they have like they have like their um their tribe members like as security like in in, in there walking around and stuff. So, but there's only, there's only there's only like like ten of them and there's three thousand people. So I mean so I mean <laughs> so I mean if if, if, you, if you didn't have your mask on, some some someone, someone a security officer security officer will come up to you and say, hey put your mask on. Like um, I was I was I was used, I was playing in slots and it happened to me. But um but other than that, a lot of people weren't a lot of people were, were a lot of people. Weren't. But mostly old people were, were heeding to the
1: rules. Well, that surprises me not at all.
0: We're Darn. just talking about the we we're just talking about the uh, 2020 receiving core because we're actually trying to talk about football. And uh, who do you think are these newcomers? Because the receiving core is pretty much all new. Uh, who are you looking for? Who's going to be good?
2: Who am I looking for? Uh, I want to say. Obviously, we, we we recruited Omar Manning to be the big-time guy, this big-time receiver threat for this year. Um, I would really hope for him. Maybe, like, I, I hear um, I hear Mike Schaefer a lot say he'd like Omar Manning to have, like, a Maurice Purify year. If you remember Maurice Purify? Yeah. 2006, he had 600, 600 yards or so, like 40, 50, 40, 50 catches. I, I'd like a season like that from, from Omar Manning. I mean, our our, our, our receiving core literally can't get worse than what they were last year. So, I mean, so I mean. I I I I I hope I I hope to see something more, manning. Um I know Xavier Betts, he's he's a he's a he's a young gun. He he has he has to get a little better, but I mean, I'd hope, I'd hope he, would, I I would hope that he um this. I'd hope that he he, he can get, get some. If he's good, if he's good enough, I hope he can um um get break his shirt you're, um, you're
0: doing that Florida thing again. You're just like talking too fast for me. It's stupid Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> just take uh, a
2: breath, man.
0: Do you even I breathe?
2: <laughs> and um oh someone that they someone that they rave about a lot elante brown um coach lubick just said tonight on sports nightly matter of fact that um Alante is the fact is arguably the faster receiver they have on, on the team so that, that that's that's something that's that's real good news um he, he was a baller in in, in high school at Simeon academy in chicago um he was a baller at um st thomas more in connecticut um he i saw himself because I, I follow him on instagram he said um he said his his goal is to have at least six touchdowns this to year. I mean, six touchdowns for two freshmen that, that's pretty that's pretty good. That, that's 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 territory. So I mean, those th- th- those be the three guys I'm looking for this year.
1: Who's gonna be the next as far as Huskers? Let's let's zero in. Who's got that Calvin Johnson level of skill?
2: <laughs> Calvin uh, you know, Johnson. Calvin Johnson. That's that's a really that's really tough so smart. but you know. I will say, um, Xavier Betts, when he was in high school, he's going to camps and like the, the opening in St. Louis and going down to Texas and all that stuff. Um, he was testing like a 99th percentile and everything that he was doing. Um, this guy, six two, six two six three. He's right, right now he's like 195. He has friend to be up like 215, 220. That's like Michael Floyd. You know, you know Michael Floyd. That's like Michael Floyd territory. Um, he, he, ran, he ran like four four forty. So I mean, six three two. If you get up to two twenty, six three two twenty. 440. That's like Larry Fitzgerald
1: territory. 4440. Just for comparison, a 4440 is about 20 seconds faster than my 40. <laughs> I guess it oh, is. Oh. <laughs> See, hey, it's, it's my it's my bad knees. That's what I'm blaming it on. My old man knees.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a fat guy. And I'm not far
1: of... Yeah, I mean I'm fat too, but I was just going to blame the <laughs> knees. Yeah. Um. Well, since we last talked last week, uh, the Huskers picked up a late commitment. Uh, mm-hmm. I think in the last, you know, we'll say a few days, but we'll go back to the weekend. Uh, tell us about the the latest addition to this uh, class.
2: All right, Nadab Joseph. All right, on paper, like just, I, I just testing wise, this guy is the closest thing to Jeffrey Okuda that we have on a roster. You know Jeffrey Akuda from Ohio State Buckeyes. Yes. Now Detroit Lions. He's a beast. Um, th- this guy went to um, he went to an Alabama camp last summer. He's six two, one ninety five, four four laser time, 4, 4, 42 inch vertical. That's that's jumping out the gym. That that's Gerald Green territory. Um, I mean, uh, athletic wise, he's he's a freak of nature, elite elite athleticism. Um, I hear, I see a lot of people online saying, like a lot of people on Twitter on in the Twitterverse saying that um, they'd like for him to like step to a starting role day one. Um, I think that I think that might be hit this is first time this is first time playing um playing um, big time big time football so I mean I think it's gonna be a, little, a bit of a, lear, a learning curve for nadab um but i I, I think it's usually, usually gonna be really right I think it's gonna be really bright you know we, we got coach fish is one of the best TB coaches in the country so I mean that can never hurt And with with, with a guy of nadab's skill and athleticism, that, that's, thats that's like peanut butter and jelly right there
1: he was uh joseph was uh Georgia commit a couple of years back, right? And then uh, it looks like uh, on this on this terrific write up over at coordination.com, dot com, brought to you by aquila Roberts. Uh, he went to he was in uh, Independence uh, Community College. Was that uh, two years?
2: Uh, I, I'm, I'm getting I'm conflicting reports. I saw um, I saw online they said uh, um, he, he, um, he, um he skipped 20, he didn't play football for like one whole year 2018. Huh.
1: He can't, he can't, he wanted independence in 2019 and he played there. I mean, kudos to him, too. I mean, look, I mean, my knowledge of independence community college by and large stems, as I'm sure a lot of more casual JUCO, you know, observers, comes from Last Chance U. But, uh, uh, you know, they they had a pretty decent program and, and to step in, especially after not playing a year, you know, depending on, on, you know, rumors and hearsay and, and what you read online, uh, you know, to step in and then to parlay, you know, that into uh, a Power Five, Big Ten, you know, historic program like Nebraska, there's something there is what I'm saying. Yeah. Here's a question we ask every off season:
0: mm-hmm. Did we get better this off season? I realize that it's the weirdest off season in the history of histories. But, you know, when you look at what we're going to go into, let's pretend everything's normal. Did we get better this offseason with the addition, the players we got coming in and, the, you know what I mean, everything's going on. We got a different offensive coordinator, blah, blah, blah. Um, Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I think – I look look at our two biggest – last year, I look at our two, like, worst position groups, wide receiver and outside linebacker. They, uh, our, our outside linebackers killed us, particularly against Iowa that last drive, um where we, where um, Keith Duncan kicked the field goal. Um Eric Schneider called cover three three times and Iowa picked the, Nate, Nate Stanley picked the picked on the outside linebackers. Um I think that um over I think that in the off season the, the guys we did get I think I think Nico Cooper is a, is a, is an amazing pass rusher. I think um What else we get? That. I, I think Nico Cooper is an amazing pass rusher. I think um I put you on the spot. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um. Oh, anyways, overall, overall, yes, our outside linebackers got way better. Um. Receivers. Um. You look. You look at our receiving production last year. I mean, JD had a chance to be um, the number one, number one receiver in Nebraska history, in all statistical categories. Um. He left unfortunately. I don't know why, but God bless him. We find success with the Horn Frogs. Um. He. Um. We're, we're gonna. We're gonna miss that that production from JD, but I mean, athletically wise, um, frame wise. Physically wise, our our group, our position group looks way better. Um, last year, when you look at when you look at our when you look at our our, our top three receivers, our, our top three our receivers, we had J.D. who was who was nice. He he ended, he ended up leaving. We had um, Mike Williams who was on a, on a milk carton for most of the season. Um, we had Cano Noah, who was um he was just, yeah he was that. Um, if nice. you if you look at um if you in, in the in the beginning of in, in fall camp they said um, our number one receiver at the time was um Andre Hunt. Um he, he ended up being a he ended up being a bit of a weirdo. And um, so he had to leave. Um, he, he's, he's facing time in prison right now. Um, so I, I uh, so if you go, you, you go, you go from, from, you go from that to this year, like I, like I said, like I said before, we have the aforementioned Omar Manning, Xavier Betts. We have a, we have a, we have a, a Chicago superstar, Alonte Brown. We've got, we still got Wandale Robinson, the, the same Wandale that we, that we know and love. Um, he, he's, he's, hopefully his hamstring healed up. He said his hamstring healed up, so he should be way more close this year. Um, we have um, we have we have Ty on the eight man superstar from Nebraska. Um, it's 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 just gonna be it's just gonna be way better this year. I, I, in, in, my, in, my, in my belief, that's what I think It's gonna be way better this year.
1: Now all we have <laughs> to do is get a chance to get them out on the damn field.
2: Shoot <laughs> that, true that.
1: I feel bad. I'm the only one not wearing Nebraska gear. Akilah, you've got the hoodie on. John, you're repping the hat. Um. Yeah, I never got that Nebraska tattoo, so this is where I'm at. <laughs> it's, it's all
2: good, man. We, we, we know your heart is.
1: Five Who heart. wears white t-shirts anymore anyway? Uh, Me? As an undershirt for my white business shirt?
0: Who wears business shirts anymore anyway? I, I'm
1: a businessman, John.
0: Well, okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: I know, you know, I, was thinking, I, I know. I know that thinking, this. I know that this is my third career since we started the Five Hard Podcast, Brian and I. But by golly, this one's going to stick because I'm running out of options.
0: <laughs> I was thinking today, as I was going out the door for a walk this morning to take a break from my busy, horrible remote job.
1: I thought I smelled something that, burning.
0: That uh, I, I'm really going to resent if I have to go back to wearing pants all the time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know who's not the people around you. I like, could uh, be you know really what? My legs
0: have gotten enough sun; they're no longer like you know, white guy, old white guy, blinding people as I walk down the paths. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Okay. So, any other football stuff, uh, Kalo, You got anything for us on the football? Stuff? <laughs> so we don't. So we don't have to go back to blathering
2: on about meaningless bullshit. <laughs> I resent hey, that. Man. You know, I, I I think I think we're gonna be way better this year, man. like can say, man, Adrian Adrian literally can't get any worse. I mean, that do you <laughs> I mean? That was,
1: never say never.
2: That that that, that, was, that was that was that was that was that was some bad quarterback play at some point. Some at some point last year. I, I remember watching the Purdue game last year. I was mad. I I I just had surgery. I was like, I was like, I was just so mad, man. I I wanted to like throw, throw 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 and like like um I want to throw a BF, man. A bitch fit like like the same white chicks. But, um, <laughs> I, I was mad at home man watching, watching that Purdue game. uh I, I, So I mean, could Adrian can get any worse. Luke Luke is getting better. We got Logan who was a superstar in Alabama high school. Um, running back, Dieter, Dieter's going to get better. Hopefully, he, he should be able to get better. Our receiving core better in my opinion. Uh, we we should be able to, we should be using our tight ends more in the, this year in, in the new offense. Um, our o line is getting better. We have we have a wealth of options at the o line. Um D line saying we have wealth, wealth options there, inside linebackers they're they getting there they're they're good I I I have trust in Colin Miller um outside linebackers um we 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 got some, we got some work to do there but they have all yeah they have all the top out in the world, um DBs man they're 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 superstars man they're rock stars man Travis Fisher is the best DB coach in the country in my opinion, so I'm, I'm happy there special teams we literally can't get worse and we just we just we just sound like four kickers, so I mean that that, that that's that that's 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 do well there, how yeah man.
1: I know we we talked about this a little bit before you came on, uh, you know, talking about like Cade Warner and how he missed the first quarter of the season last year, but looking back and and I'm not trying to make excuses. Uh, I realize it's in the books. It was a slight improvement from year one, but not certainly not enough to, you know, calm down Husker nation. But when you look at, at the injuries that Nebraska, you know, had to deal with last year, Cade Warner being out as I mentioned Will Honus you lost him early for the season I mean there were some key figures on both sides of the ball not even getting to the kickers you know Uh, but that I'm not trying to like ask you to quantify or anything but just tell me you know how big of an impact did that play because it 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 seemed just like you know we we couldn't get out of our own way at times
2: Um, you mean injuries
1: yeah
2: yeah I mean, going, going, well, the first, the number thing I think of, um, going back to um, the Iowa game last year, Black Friday, Adrian couldn't, Adrian couldn't throw and he couldn't run either. It, it was like we were, we were, we, were, we were trotting up, a mannequin out there at times. That's what it looked like. Um, I mean, he was, he was that, he was hurt that bad. He had, he had knee injuries, hamstring injuries, shoulder injuries. He had, he had a shoulder, so he had shoulder surgery and um, he had shoulder surgery in December. Um, safe on defense. One of the biggest losses, according to coaching staff, was, um, Deontay Williams, the safety out of Juco in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, he's talking to Coach Fisher, you talked to Coach Chins. They they say Deontay is a is a, has an NFL body. He's a ridiculous athlete. Him losing him hurt as much as losing any other player last year. Um, I mean. Barrett Pickering. Yeah, Barrett Pickering, yeah, Barrett Pickering that, that hurt, that hurt a lot too. Uh, that's funny, I remember I remember um last year after the Illinois game, someone on Twitter said, um, Someone on Twitter said, Hey man, very picking you suck, man, you miss every kick. Then i um, they someone pulled up his stats. He was three for four. I'm <laughs> Right.
0: So right. <laughs> I mean, you know, if we had if we we at least had a kicker that could actually kick, I mean we'd at least made a bowl game. So you know, you're I think you're right in a lot of ways where we I mean we can't do any worse at some of those position groups than we did last year. So, you know, there's a lot of hope
1: in that. We were at rock bottom and we still Squeaked out, you know, yeah. as many now, wins as we did. Go ahead. No, I'm done. But
2: now, going back to Derek Pickman, if we got we a decent kicker, he would you would have won the Colorado game, and that that that, that would have changed the title of the season. Because after was, a Colorado, after that Colorado game, it was like a black cloud, black cloud hanging over hanging over Z.
1: And, and think about this too. And again, I I assure you, the listener, I'm not trying to make excuses, but you have the black cloud from that Colorado game, you have like a, a odd funk that hangs over Scott Frost's first season when you don't get to play that first game and then you have to, you know, uh, take on Colorado uh, and, you know, Adrian Martinez got dinged up a little bit or, you know, got hurt on purpose, whatever, however you want to phrase it. Uh, so, you know, it's just, you know, and now you have the, the COVID season, you know, however this one, so. Three years in, and like there hasn't been like a clean start to the season for Scott Frost and company. Now I am making excuses. So what
0: are you? What are you suggesting that he's like some kind of demon, Satan thing? not at all.
1: I'm saying say that? that he's <laughs> not been. I'm not saying that at all. Uh, I love my football Jesus, um, but I'm saying that he hasn't been given like a clear path, you know what I mean? Uh, there's always been, like, now I am making an, an, excuse and I'll, I'll stand by that one. But, uh, uh, you know, there hasn't been a season without some type of oddity at the beginning, you know, uh, no Kent state, uh, game in, in year one or, uh, not case the Akron, I think is what it was. Um, you know, now we have the, the whole, you know, loss of the, the spring season and, I'll be honest with you, there's not a bigger, you know, dose of what the hell just happened than losing to Colorado in overtime. So there's just not been a clean start to the season at all in in Scott Frost's time in in, uh, Lincoln. That's all I'm saying, John.
0: Okay. (laughs) 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 Well, technically, you were correct. There was no Kent State
1: game. Uh, (laughs) Well, you know what I meant, asshole.
0: I don't know. We got anything else?
1: Uh, uh, appreciation and gratitude for Akilo for jumping on and visiting with us a little bit. That's good.
2: Uh, yeah, no. Um, I, went, I, went, I, went, I went in Slack. and I saw there was a link to, the, to Zoom. I clicked on it, and I, I ended up here for now.
0: You just showed up and didn't know what was going on? <laughs> yeah, I had no
2: clue what was going on. Oh, <laughs> that's my God. the best. I, I, I love talking to you guys man.
1: If I ever come across random Zoom links, I'm going to pass them on to Aquila because he's just going to click. He's like, I'm going in. John <laughs> John 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 served uh uh at the time. He knows uh Admiral, Captain or Captain Admiral Farragut says, Dan, the torpedoes, full speed ahead." You were on that ship actually. You were on that vessel, John.
0: Yeah, okay, I was. <laughs> Back in the good old days when people just uh, have an average lifespan of 45 years old and accepted it. <laughs> God, what a horrible thing to say. Okay.
1: <clears throat> That's all. Greg, you're in charge. What else you got? Anything? I don't know. I thought you were going to make another historical reference about people dying early in in times <laughs> of a pandemic. <laughs> Honestly, I since since we started doing these on Zoom and this is this is this is a shoot. One of my favorite things every week is to try to make John laugh so much that he can't talk. And a lot of times I have success in that. T- this week I'm a little off my game. So,
0: well, it's Tuesday. I'm sorry. One of the things I do have to do is I have to come up with a better background than what I have now, which is like nothing. You know what I mean?
1: I mean, I got my coat rack behind.
0: Yeah, but I'm I'm concerned about actually being a professional, Pow <laughs> He's stunned into silence. I'm going to have to do the outro. Uh...
2: <laughs> Yo, <know>, Greg Goodman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought he
1: died like that. I, I was, I was, if nothing else, I was going to try to get you guys to think that my camera froze.
2: <laughs>
1: all right. Uh, that'll do it for this episode. Um, make sure, by the way, thanks to everybody who started, uh, following the Facebook page for the five heart podcast. Uh, I get those notifications. I see you all not in a weird way. I'm not John. Uh, but, uh, appreciate you make sure, you know, interact, you know, comment on, on the videos there. You can also comment, of course, on coordination, follow, uh, Coordination on Twitter at uh, Coordination, of course, at the Number Five Heart Podcast as well. Akilo, you got uh, any social media you want to shout out?
2: Yeah, sure. Everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, follow me on Twitter at Akilo Roberts. Uh, one, one, one phrase: A K E L O R O B E R T S at Akilo Roberts on Twitter. Uh, on Instagram, I guess you can follow me there too. At Akilo, but it's a different spelling: U H. K E Y L O W. It's like telling you guys how to pronounce my name. Um, and yeah, pretty much it.
1: Yeah, Twitter and Instagram. I appreciate the love. We will, uh, we'll, will throw out, I don't know about the Instagram, but we'll throw out the Twitter, uh, on the post. And of course, you'll see it, uh, with yeah. the tweet. Uh, so, uh, thanks, Aquila, for, uh, jumping on and especially going in blind because that takes, a certain size of cojones that uh, we rarely see at coordination. So uh, (laughs) jumping into a Zoom conversation, for all you know, John could have been wearing his black and red robe and nothing else. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know, that day's coming. (laughs) Thank God for that, huh? That'll be the day (laughs) where we turn off John's camera. Or, you know, the only way that that would get better is if we – I said, no, John, it's a secret Zoom recording. You can't see us. We can't see or hear you. You just keep talking to yourself down there for your, for an hour and see what happens. That took it I too far. I think
0: you should just go ahead and end. Yeah,
1: for for our uh, special surprise guest, Tequila Roberts, for our founder and fearless leader, John Dam Johnston. I'm Greg Mahochka reminding you this week and every week that five heart is all the heart you need. John?
0: Go Big Red!